I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can work. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Wagner here for season five, episode three of the Gertie Sports Podcast. And today is going to be more important than those other days. Why is that? Because we're going to start a dialogue. <laughs> and our dialogue is your second chance March Madness bracket. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to go through the Sweet 16 matchups, and we're going to try this again. We're going to dial it again, and we're going to see if we can get it right this time. Now, personally speaking, before I get into this, I'll introduce my co-host. We got John Harrell. Yo. We got Ryan Rutherford. Hello. Hello. Um, so what I was saying about the second chance, this is the best bracket I've ever had. Like, of all yeah. March Madness. If I subtract Marquette from mine, like, I, I really hadn't been paying any attention after Marquette lost. I, like, hadn't looked at the app or anything, really. Um, and then I pulled it up today, and it was, like, 80 percentile. No, and it was like, that's off. pretty good. I made one right before we made one ours for our, our uh, podcast. Yeah. And it's 98.5% right. You're like, well... Yeah, and we, then my other one is 64. In the Gritty Sports Challenge, we'll get an update on that. Will Tatum is in first. He's 20 ahead of me. He's in the 90th percentile. Uh, my brother, the intern, Joseph Wagner, he is at 95%. And somebody else is also somewhere in there. I think it's my friend Drew from Clarion. And then I'm in fourth in the 92nd percentile. And Not to brag. We got a lot of people. Well, yeah, the thing is, too, is like, you can't be out about having a great bracket because one, that's bad karma, and two, there's a lot of people trying to shame you out there because it was a chalk bracket season. True. I don't care. I picked <clears throat> Take it where you get it. Yeah. I picked the right players. I picked the right teams. And also, I picked every single 5-12 and 12 game right. I picked three of the 12 seeds that won, and then I took the five seed that won. I'm proud of you, son. So, good bracket. Enjoying March Madness so far good from job, the bracket angle. From the betting angle, it's been better. But yeah. <laughs> I think everyone could probably get something yeah. off their chest with that. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted off the Gritty Sports account today that the only reason we're here is because we bet legally so our bookies cannot kill us. Yeah. That's pretty much the only reason we're still here. If we were in a situation where we could have rang up credit on our bets, we would have lost kneecaps. Yeah, this I mean, podcast would be down at least four kneecaps. We would be minus four kneecaps. Yeah. Y'all's too. Mine are going strong. I know, but we would have lost them. Oh, they'll, they'll come for yours. <laughs> they would be bad. I'm going to bet your kneecaps. They, yeah, I was going to say, they'd come it. for yours when I would run out of kneecaps. So. <laughs> my credit line extends to John Harrell. And they'll come for yours next. And yeah. then my family's. So take, Can we take your family first? I'll be more than happy <laughs> to throw my kneecaps in, but let's just wait. Yeah, so take all betting advice with a grain of salt. I specifically have one bet today that I've already made and that you should bet the opposite of because I have never won a bet with this team. Do you think team. if maybe you don't say anything, it might win? Like, okay. if you keep it secret? No. We should talk about the fact that <laughs> that you were literally on suicide watch I, all day, Friday and Saturday. I was on suicide watch. He definitely watch. was on Saturday. He was, he literally, was over he, here at one on point. On Saturday, I had, just, just in the I had to leave. Crying. I had to leave. <laughs> I was just, like, sitting here, and I watched, like, four bets lose yeah. in, like, a 30-minute span. Ryan made a grand exit. <laughs> and I was just, like, 
I don't, you weren't even down here at, at that point, and I was just like, I have to go. <laughs> and I just grabbed my beer and I went home. <laughs> I took my ball and I went home. So, yeah, so it didn't go super well if you followed our advice. But Sunday I was above 500. Back on top. Back on top. <laughs> I only remember the most recent thing that happens to me. I'm undefeated in all the bets that I've won. I have Never recency lost. bias with my own life. Yep. That's how I roll. So, like I was uh, talking about at the beginning, we're going to get into some of these um, Sweet 16 matchups for March Madness, and we'll just start with the first thing that's on my betting sheet right here because I'm looking at Vegas Insider, so we can talk about the spreads a little bit. We have number three, Purdue, against number two, Tennessee. (coughs) Um, The odds have Tennessee just a a point-and-a-half favorite, which I think is a big testament to how the Boilermakers have played so far. Yeah, I have already thrown down my bet for this game on the Tennessee money line. So uh, I'm already in on this game. I think it'll be a great game. One of my top two. Eh, yeah, I think it's one of my top two games for this weekend that I think will be the best ones to watch this. And uh, Kentucky uh, will also be a great game against Houston. But yeah, the one thing that I'm really excited about with this game is because a lot of people have been talking about the strength of the SEC and the strengths of the Big Ten all year. And I think we'll get to see that in this game and kind of get a definitive answer maybe of what conference is better. And they came in different ways. Purdue's smashed everyone they've played, and Tennessee's been in Nail tight biters, games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting. I'm going to take Purdue. I have Tennessee in my bracket, but I think Purdue's going to win this one. Josh's mom went to Purdue, and Josh has bias she got towards her Purdue. Yep. So, just keep that in mind with Josh's pick. I knew he would pick Purdue. I'm going to rock with Tennessee just because my player to watch was on Tennessee, and he's played his ass off. So, I'm going to go with Tennessee. If you, Admiral? Yes. Nice. If you can, before the game, go online and get one of Drake's Tennessee sweatshirts that has like the letters finesse. partially torn out, so it says finesse. That's what you need to rock during this Purdue-Tennessee game tomorrow night. All right. Well, how the hell are you going to get it by tomorrow <laughs> Amazon night? Prime in New York City would probably deliver it to you in like 10 minutes. Well, we are. Yeah, they'll it. deliver it by drone. Exactly. <laughs> Drop it. They there was a drone driving by my house in like 5 o'clock in the morning the other day, and Paula was very afraid. Uber Eats has robots going through campuses. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, they have them at uh, George Mason. Yeah. Yeah, they have robots there that bring the you future food. Is here. Wild things, guys. Wild things. Same. All right, moving on. <laughs> we have probably the most interesting matchup of the Sweet 16, at least to me. We have Oregon and Virginia. Virginia right now is an eight and a half point favorite, and Oregon is the only double digit seed in the Sweet 16. It wouldn't be interesting if it wasn't Virginia. That's, what are your guys' yeah. thoughts? <clears throat> well, first half of the Virginia game, I thought I was going to be right by calling. For um, who did I ha- who did I say Virginia was going to lose to? <laughs> Farley Dickinson, Farley Dickinson, no Gardner Webb. No, oh, yes. yeah. And I almost thought I had it in the second half. They pulled away, <laughs> and the second game Virginia just blew the brakes off of um, yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So I'm just going to go with Virginia. I think Oregon's. Do you had think their Oregon covers the spread though? Plus eight and a half. No, no, no. Actually, think? I think they could. I don't think they Oklahoma came back and only lost by, like, nine. But, yeah, I think uh, this game will be a blowout for UVA. They, Oregon is just 
I have thought that they weren't good all year, and then they, they came on strong. They came on strong at the end of the year for sure, and we talked about it in the previous podcast. If Bull Bull was there, I think we'd all be all in. Bull Bull was in some trouble. Um, yeah. So uh, I think the, this game will go for UVA. I think they'll cover the uh, point total for it's pretty low. 119. Yeah, I thought it was 119. So um, that'll be really interesting. Uh, if Oregon's in this game, then I think it goes over, but... I think UVA will be firmly in control, and it'll it'll stay on the under. I'm going to go with they don't cover. The I'm going to take the over, and I think Virginia covers. I think it will be like like 60 to like 50. So it's close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's still over the spread, though. But, yeah. Um, so next up we have Florida State and Gonzaga. This is really just a game of whether or not you're a Gonzaga truther or if you're not. Yeah. I am not. I know we're not. No, I don't are think you? any of us are. Oh, Ma- I think Nathan is. We beat the brakes off Gonzaga. So. Yeah. Nathan's the only Gonzaga truther that, that I can really know. Because he loves one of those guys. He loves the uh, Japanese center yeah, that they have. He's a, Nathan's a fruit cup. <laughs> I'm going, what's the spread? That's Gonzaga minus seven and a half. This is one of the bets I made. I took Florida State on the money line because they were plus uh, 290. Yeah, I took Florida State with the points today at Charlestown, and I think that they will cover, and I think they'll have a good chance of winning. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think they, they will can, win. I, I don't know if they will win, but I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, Gonzaga hasn't had many good games this year. They've been a lot of blowouts, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they hold in a game like this. Yeah, and we'll talk about a team that actually just had to play their lives out and almost lost, which I think will improve their run later on. Um, I don't do but that. now we have Texas Tech and well, Michigan. One other thing about Gonzaga, Florida State, because I want to see if any of you guys mentioned it first. And I thought it was really interesting because I completely forgot about this. Florida State beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16 last year. Do you guys remember this? I do not. Nope, me neither. I saw uh, that today and I was like, oh, I had wow. to be reminded who won the championship last year. Exactly. <laughs> and and <laughs> you don't remember. I mean, I remembered. But I didn't even watch it. But it's like... Uh, like you, re- you really one, don't remember care. anything besides the national championship game when you blur through the whole tournament. At well, the end. most years my bracket's done on day two, so I just throw it away. And yeah, I yeah. curse it. I-, I stopped watching when North Carolina lost in the round of thirty-two last year. I didn't watch another game. I don't blame you. All right, so consensus: Florida State's covering seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think Gonzaga wins. Uh, Texas Tech and Michigan, another interesting game. Uh, two and a three. We have a lot of those matchups. Uh, Michigan is favored by two. I've been riding the Texas Tech bandwagon since I made my bracket. I'm not hopping off. I'm taking I Texas have Tech. Texas Tech in my final four. I'm yeah, so with Texas I. Tech. I, this is the one where I made a pick, and I'm telling you, you to need to bet the opposite. <laughs> I take Texas Tech? I bet on Michigan. Oh, thank God. And I, I was need, about to call you a no, bastard, man. No, I need all of you to bet on Texas Tech. I did this for you. I did this for the people. I picked Michigan for the people. In every bet that I've ever taken Michigan in that has been a big game, whether it be football or basketball over the past, like, two years, Michigan has gotten slaughtered. I would never bet Michigan it, Michigan's football. gotten slaughtered. <laughs> Michigan in general. And it, yeah, it's, it's just not been close. But I picked them this time. Because I think John Beeline is a great coach. I think he's he's one of the best. I think he's probably the the second best coach left in the tournament, right, John? Other than John, of course, behind Roy Williams. John Calipari on that list. John Calipari is the best recruiter. 
You don't have to coach the, a lot of the players that he has. Yeah, but um, he does it with a new team every year. And then it's pretty but, impressive. He hasn't won anything since like 2011. He's still won. He's always there. No, he's not. <laughs> Starting from scratch. If he hasn't season, won since John. like 2011, 12, then he has not always won. He started from the bottom, John. I'm sorry, I don't agree. But I'm, I do think he's a great recruiter. He's a perfect for he's that a good job. leader of men. No, he's not. Roy Williams yeah. is a good leader of men. The best leader of men. A few good men. A lot of good men. Good movie. <laughs> All right. So that was Thursday's slate. Let's move over to Friday. We have LSU versus Michigan State, and it's always weird seeing Louisiana State spelled all the way out. Yeah, on the well, I, if you do that, they're always LSU to me. They'll never be Louisiana State. Uh, Michigan State is a six-point favorite. Wow. I haven't been very impressed with what I've seen from Michigan State, especially when Winston can't make his buckets. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I think it's a pretty big spread. I'm a little surprised by it. I think it might be like I don't think Vegas Vegas honing in on Tom Izzo and the fact LSU doesn't have a a, a full time head coach right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think that could be kind of what they're looking at. Um, but also, I think Michigan State has the star power, of course, too. Yeah. Like Cassius Winston is a stud. Matt McQuaid is like guy that is like made for March that you hear storylines <laughs> about. Um, so I think that'll be really interesting. One uh, stat I saw for both of their uh, star players for LSU and uh, Michigan State. Because Tremont Waters is kind of like Cassius Winston light. And I spelled light on my notes, L-I-T-E, because of all of the great uh, ads that are not uh, Bud Light lately. The Miller Light ones have been very dominant. So I was out of respect <laughs> through those March Madness commercials. <laughs> um, but LSU is 7-0 and when Waters goes for over 20 points, and Michigan State is 15-4 and whenever Winston goes over 20 points. So I think that would be interesting to see those guys go off because I imagine they'll both hit over that number, and so one of those is going to give in that game. And another stat that I saw was really interesting for that one is LSU in both of their first two uh, matchups have shot 52.4% in the first half and 30.7% in the second half. So I think if they go that cold against Michigan State, they will uh, they will have smell blood in the water. I think they I think LSU covers that. Yeah, I think LSU can cover as well, but I I think Michigan think State Michigan will State have wins? yeah I think they'll have the the star power and the because uh, now they coaching. have scrutiny from all the media too with the Tom Izzo freakout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know they're fired up to play it's for Michigan him now State too. versus the world right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going LSU just because I picked them. I'm gonna, I'll take Michigan State with the points. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get to the next one, we switched to a snake draft for my staff league, guys, so I need some input. Pick a number three. Did it start already? It just started. <laughs> I'm picking number three. I have 45 seconds. Is this a Trey Turner? Trout completely? and Mookie are gone. Trey Turner. I, I'm looking at Jose Ramirez, J.D. Martinez, Max Scherzer, Nolan Arenado, Max Trey Turner, or Trey. Christian Yelich. Max Scherzer. Max or Trey? Should I take... A, a starting pitcher, pitcher this yes, early? Max is the best I mean, one. I was going to take pitchers earlier. They take – pitchers dominate. Max, take Max, Max, Max. But if Max, you had a chance of one of the – Smart. Smart man. It's the best thing you've ever done. Best pitcher to ever play the game ever. Okay, I might be reaching a little bit. The worst thing that you guys ever made me do was miss his uh, 21 strikeout game. Or Why 22. Did Why did we miss was it? That, how, what was the one that he had allotted? 22 or 21? No, it was 20. Okay. 20. Why did but we miss it? I wanted to go, and then you guys yeah. just didn't want to go. Like, the, the day of the game came, and I was like, all right, are we going? And you guys were like, nah, I don't want to. Me? You asked me? Yeah, it was supposed to be, like, us. Was it me? 
And Will, and I think Will is going to go too, and then everybody. Did. I blame Will. I blame yeah, you all. I'm going to blame Will too. I don't remember. Right. Anyway, we're going on to the next. Yeah, game. next game we got Tech, and we have Duke with no Tech homerism in the building. We can look at this rationally. My only notes for this game say Duke hyphen Tech sucks. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to be offensive to Tech fans because I think they've been really good, but I want to take Duke and I want to take the seven points. I yeah. mentioned it earlier. I think Duke almost losing to UCF is like a bunch of smelling salts right up their assholes. Like, not sniffing them. Ammonia in your ass. Mm. And I think that's going to be a big turnaround. Yeah, I think Duke rolls. Because I took Duke with the points against UCF, and I knew that that bet was losing with like five minutes left in the game. So uh, I was shocked that they did not beat them because Duke has, like, smothered teams way better than UCF during ACC play. Mm. Like, I remember taking... Uh, Duke with like a 15 and a half point spread against NC State earlier this year yeah. and, and them covering that. Like they, they played a lot of more formidable opponents this year than UCF that didn't take them that close. So I think there's definitely some truth in that, Josh. I think that it could be a wake up call. They got through Taco Falls. What is to stop them now? Yeah. And then the tech player can't stay off the weed. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the well, that, Titus that, Young or whatever his name is. Ty Outlaw. Yeah, that's Ty questionable Outlaw. by Buzz because he knew about it. Yeah. Coaches want to win. Buzz likes a buzz. Buzz was probably smoking buzz with him. Buzz is buzzing currently. <laughs> buzz was probably smoking with him. He was just him. with PMT. You know they're mm-hmm. doing drugs pre-show. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's like a requirement. For sure. Uh, so two of us are taking Duke and John's taking Tech. No, I'm going to I'm gonna think I think Duke's going to win, but I don't. I think that they don't cover. Okay, that's fair. That, that matchup um, has been good for the last five years. And Tech, Buzz just knows how to. What Buzz about, knows how to play in games. What like about this. the over under one forty four? Over. For which game again? Duke and Tech. Over. Duke Tech one forty four. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Tech Tech's has been have a under hard time in their first two games. Tech's gonna have a hard time scoring over like sixty or. I think it's gonna uh-huh. be under. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would over. take the under. Tech's first two games, I don't think they reached eighty points. They yeah. were under in both their totals. Yeah, but and, both of these teams are gonna run and gun. They both shoot a lot of threes. The only way Tech's going to stay in the game is by shooting threes. Jim also says that you should always bet Tech unders. Take that for what you will. I'm betting over. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Houston and Kentucky, two and three again. I really liked Houston. I really like Kentucky. That makes this game hard to pick. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make it hard for you at all. Kentucky's only a three-point favorite, so Vegas is telling us it's going to be a game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this game was a tough one to pick from. I did not take any action on this game besides the point spread of the total. I took the over in this game. I think it'll be Yeah, I think it'll be a fast game. I think that the over of 134 should hit with ease. Um Houston likes to shoot and they like to get the pace moving and Kentucky does as well. If uh they get their star player back from injury like we were talking about earlier, that'll really uh change things for Kentucky. So I I just took the points there, and also because I already have all Kentucky in all my brackets, and like in our when we were talking about our league earlier, yeah. I was the only one in like the top twenty or something that has Kentucky winning it all. Yeah, so, I have Kentucky in the title game, but I don't have so them winning. I consider that betting on them enough for me to have my rooting interest fair. covered. <laughs> Plus, Will took Houston to the Final Four, so if Kentucky can knock them out, we can get Will, Will out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that'll kill Will. Yeah, I'm going with Houston. Kill Bill. <clears throat> kill Bill. Nice. Houston plus three or just Houston straight up? Um, plus three. 
right. I will give it to I will give it to Calipari. He always seems to keep his team in it to the very end. Unless and then like Derek Rose misses those free throws and they lose. And then Luke May hits a a jumper with point two seconds remaining. John Calipari's just been around for so long. And like, he only he coached won, at like, UMass. He went to a Final Four with UMass. And then he went to a Final Four with Memphis. How many natties has he won? I think just one, maybe two. But he's been around for a long ass time, not having success. One, no, one natty is not gonna cut it. John, I don't understand what your deal is, but this is a Golden Eagle we're talking about here. I don't like him. Have to I've never liked him. him. He is one of me. No, I have the same blood running through no, my veins way as John Calipari. We're way the same person. No, my name's John Calipari. No, you're not. Actually, you might be after the stunt you pulled on me today. My name is Josh Calipari. After yeah. the stunt you His on only me championship today. is the 2012 one, and he's been to four Final Fours. That's good. With a new team is every it? season. Is it good? <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Check, good. check uh, Old Man Roy's. Uh, no, we don't need credentials. Credential. No, no, no. But that does—that's a good Oh no, segue. he's been to six, but two of them have asterisks. I don't because know why they have asterisks. That was got the in Marcus Canby stuff. Nineteen ninety-six and yeah. two thousand eight have asterisks. He got in trouble. No, we're gonna go with we don't know. No, he got no, in trouble. No, we're gonna no, leave. It's... We're gonna leave it as we don't know. Check John. rules. Check rules. No asterisks. No. All right, I'm back on the clock, guys. <laughs> Who's the? I'm choices? not gonna take another national. So Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon. We have. We have Verlander, Marte, Blake Snell. No, you need a you need a you need, you need Rendon. A, need a position player. Trevor is, Bauer. No, you need a position player. Is Rendon available? I'll take another pitcher. If you don't take Rendon, <laughs> you're full. There's like no good position. If, if Rendon is there, then take him. He, that is not a Rendon is there, but so is Soto. Take them both. I'm I'm not gonna take another national. <laughs> take Rendon. It would be the smartest now, thing for you to do. Rendon is. Going, going I'm going to get a off. pick in six picks, and then I'll pick that person. Rendon won't be there. I... He won't be there. Yeah, he will be. No, he won't. No, he won't. Uh, Does people Cody know Bellinger? Are, are much smarter baseball minds. Uh, Merrifield? I like Bellinger. Bellinger, not over Rendon, though. I'm taking Whit Merrifield. I'm getting my stolen bases out of the way. All right. We can... Uh, so we're talking about UNC. That's the last game we have to talk about. Um, Check my man. UNC and Auburn. Check Roy. We talking UNC? Check Roy. <laughs> Fine. Thank you. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this game as well. Uh, this one has an insane point spread. Have you looked at the because, uh, over like, under? Like the fastest teams. Either. I know, but it's like well, it's a five point spread. Or uh, the, the total uh, is like one sixty six. Yeah, or one sixty four. Completely ridiculous. I don't think it will because I think Auburn's going to try to run with UNC and they they're can't. not going to be able to. They and UNC's going to win they just, they convincingly. Just, they just can't do it. <laughs> All right. I just got run down, by the way. Good, Good job. On the turn. Who'd you get before? Uh, Whit Merrifield. I need some bags. Roy has three championships and nine Final Fours. Talk to me. Talk to me. No asterisks, though, right? No asterisks? Not, not yet. yet. Talk to me. <laughs> not, not yet. Talk to me. Sooner or later, you get chopped down in the NCAA. <laughs> Whenever it comes through that all of his kids have been taking just pottery classes for four years, it's not going to go. Not going to happen. Yeah. Roy Williams is a class act. He's not like John Calipari. Whatever. Tell me why UNC is going to win, John. The game or the national championship? Why are they going to win this game? Oh. they. So, I saw a tweet the other day that said Auburn is like 286th and. Uh, giving up offensive rebounds, and we're the number one team with offensive rebounds with plus ten. I'm gonna take Auburn plus five. Just saying. That's fine. But I do think UNC wins. I hope it. I hope it's not plus five because I don't need that 
all my life, I'd like to win by 15 and just keep <laughs> it fucking moving. But, uh, yeah, I think that UNC dominates the boards. I think Auburn is in the game early with because they're a really good three-point shooting team. I think Roy gives them one of their rah-rah speeches. At halftime, we come out, get a run going in the second half, and it's a wrap. One thing that uh, I know some of my other friends I was talking to about this game are worried about is Kobe White. His assists? In this game could maybe get a little out of control. Whenever, he always, is out of, he always he, gets out of control. I know he always gets out of control. But, like, especially in this game where it is one that I think it could play to his strengths uh-huh. or he could have, like, eight turnovers. <laughs> if he if he gets four-plus assists to get, uh, in the game, we're, like, 23-0 and 0 I believe on the it. year. And when he gets less than two, we're, like, three and five. So we just need him to come out early, get people involved. Yeah. I mean, he's going to turn the ball over. He does it all the time. He just mm-hmm. got to limit them and make – Make smart plays when they matter the most. Yeah, I agree. I think he he's definitely one of the the keys that turn the wheel for. Yeah. UNC, oh, and, especially and for can I game. just talk about Nazir Little? Do it. Can I? What did I say in the? What did I say <laughs> last week? When it's I said, not on this. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying. What did I say last week? It's if on he, tape. If he starts cooking, it's a wrap. And with 19 points, 21 points off the bench for times. I mean, come on, keep balling, Nazir. Let's go. Let's make another run. All right, last thing with uh, college basketball, because obviously we'll have one next week to talk about the Final Four, but what's your new updated Final Four? Is it any different? My, you want to well, take my... any different teams? Nope. I'm going Duke. I'm still, I'm still Duke, Texas Tech. Tennessee, North Carolina. Kentucky, and Hater. 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 So, I have to take Kentucky. We have the bet. I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm going to be uh, hedging my bets <laughs> with uh, – me actually put betting on Michigan, and I'll be taking Texas Tech to my Final Four with Duke, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Nice. Same, same. Oh, and we're going to have free wings. Keep betting on them. Keep betting on Kentucky. I, love I will. No, I'm talking to I'm him. I'm enjoying it. I'm talking to him. We're two for two. Let him keep going. We won two games. Let's All right. So, wait, we're two, we're two and oh two. All right, so there's our updated Final Fours. We're going to move on to the gritty finish now, patent pending. Um, I wanted to bring this up. I had a really good conversation with Tyler about it on the way back from the casino. Uh, the new pass interference rule in the NFL. What is the initial reaction? I didn't see guys? it. Well, what is it? They are now able to challenge. Basically, pass interference is a reviewable penalty now. I think it opened up a bad uh, gateway that yeah. you should not really be opening up. And, like, I was listening to part of my take on the way over here, and they were talking about, like, how many times in all of your football games that you've watched in your life have you seen an egregious pass interference like the one in the Saints game go uncalled? That one. Like, that's the only yeah. one. So, like, we're kind of having a really big knee-jerk reaction to this one instance. This is just an example of if you bitch enough about something, you'll get something done. And also, I feel like it gives the Saints fans way too much validation, and now they're never going to stop talking about it. Well, yeah, because now they're just like, okay, well, then we should have been in the Super Bowl and yep. could have won the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, this, is a, two, this is a two-part for me. One, I strongly and firmly believe that one penalty call should not dictate the course of an entire game. I think there are hundreds of opportunities for you Correct. to make up that ground. But with that... <laughs> Well, but they had a chance to make up that ground in overtime. Weren't the Saints up? The Saints had the ball in overtime. Weren't the Saints up at halftime? Yes and yes, but that just that one play really did change the. I mean, it changed the percentages, but Drew Brees still had the ball in overtime, a chance to win the game, and threw a pick. You're right. 
but should never been in that situation. I I firmly believe that it's a bad idea. I think that you should just keep it the way it is. Like you said, it's yeah. opening a bad gateway for just bitching, complaining, and people wanting reviews for everything. Yeah, but and the second part of this is offenses that are not very good or offenses at the end of the game, throw the ball to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Review mm-hmm. it. You're go- somebody's going to run into somebody. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get called at least once, and it's going to fuck somebody yep. bad. Yeah. That honestly should have happened to the Redskins when we played the Texans when they threw it to Doxon and the dude got yeah. yanked to the ground. It's pretty much just universally known that it's a free-for-all in the end zone on a Hail Mary. Yeah. If you get it, you get it. They don't call pass interference now. They're going to have to. Something's going to have to be done. I can see the Broncos doing that repeatedly because that, <laughs> that was the Ravens' M.O. with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Throw it as far as you can, see if someone grabs the receiver. <laughs> Guaranteed. It's going to screw someone at some point next season. And we're all going to talk about – nice. <laughs> we're all going to talk about how we shouldn't have made this rule change. And, I mean, it's a one-year trial period rule. So, I mean, maybe next oh, year it, it goes back That's to normal. Good. But that doesn't usually happen with these rules. So that's just my thoughts. I agree. Um, Big Baller brand is dissolved. (laughs) I don't really have anything to add to that other than good. I just think it's crazy because the guy who... uh, LeVar is a fucking idiot. Okay. Catching up the people on this as a Big Baller expert uh, as myself because I watch Ball in the Family on (laughs) Facebook TV sometimes when I'm bored. Plug it. And it's pretty entertaining. It's basically the Kardashians with basketball. And uh, the the dude who stole this money was basically like a second father to all. But of did the you kids. hear his charges already? And he had been arrested prior for laundering money and stealing money from corporate businesses, like twenty two million dollars. Oh yeah, no, he was definitely like a sleazeball. Shady, but the fact dude. that like they trusted exactly. him with LeVar his kids so much, like. How could you let somebody like be around your kids that much that is that terrible of a person and you not figure Have it you out? Seen like I don't blame abducted in plain sight. Yeah, that's exactly what I feel <laughs> yeah. like is going on. Yeah, yeah. Like it's was like, he like was he making Levar diddle him? <laughs> that's horrible to joke about, but that's how I feel. Get in the car and diddle me, Levar. But yeah, the, but like they would take him to like the. They would take the kids to basketball games like with yeah. him and stuff, and like he would like go to like Lithuania with them and. Uh, it's it's just like crazy that somebody who was that close like turned on them and took all that money. Yeah. But big baller is definitely going to be dead now, especially if the shoes are caused Lonzo's injury, like a lot of people have been talking about. So I don't know. It's kind of sad because uh, I think that it could have been something cool, and it's kind of and it would have been something that could have maybe challenged Under Armour and Nike, and because yeah. that's like an industry in Adidas that like yeah. doesn't get touched, and there's no newcomers really. And like now, Under Armour uh, being a newcomer was really rare. And now uh, they said Lamelo's gonna probably stop wearing his shoes too. Oh, he should. They should just all be done. They don't need that anymore. Just sign Nike deals right. or Adidas deals. Move on. Should I take Lorenzo Kane or Eddie Rosario? Lorenzo Kane. Do you have a reason? He had a great year last year. He did. Him and Yelich. I mean, I'm about to say that that combination with him and Yelich is dominant. I think. Why is he only predicted 46 RBIs? That doesn't seem like a lot. And he's he's hitting the over there. Yeah. Take him. Smart choice. Young Satchel one. All right. Next up for the gritty finish, uh, opening day of baseball. The only thing I have to add from my perspective 
is that the Pirates have one of the best bullpens in baseball, <laughs> and I bet the 22-1 to 1 odds for them to win the Central that I don't expect to win. <laughs> Happy baseball season from Pittsburgh. I think that the Nationals are going to have a good year, and we're going to win the NL East, and we're going to be fine without that guy that left. Who? I don't remember his name. Bruce. Bruce. The milkman. Yeah, whoever he is. But I think the Nats will win. And I'm trying to see what their win total projection was. Because I thought it was pretty... 91? Yeah. I thought it was like around 89. Might have been 90. It was 88 and a half on this uh, book that I'm looking at here. So if you can get it around that, I would take it. I think the Nationals won about 90 games I'm just happy that baseball's back. I love being able to turn the TV on and there's always a game of some sort. If it's not the Nats, it's something on ESPN, MLB Network. I just, I really enjoy watching baseball. And not to mention that we have a young, talented group. Soto and Robles. Juan Soto, the most talented teenage batter in the history of baseball. The most talented player in the NL East, yeah. And him and Robles, I just, that's going to be a fun tandem to watch along with Rendon and... Josh's favorite fantasy pick by the end of this season, Anthony Max. Rendon. No, Max. Rendon <laughs> and Max, yeah. No, in my life, this would be the year where like Scherzer gets hurt. Don't you Don't. fucking dare say something that's stupid. That's that dumb, Josh. That was, that was dumb. Could happen. That was really dumb. You have different. You could say eyes. like Strasburg could get hurt. Well, we or something. all know that's, that's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's fine. Knowledge. That's fine. You can say things like that. <laughs> that's definitely happening. Well, it's in the air now. It's actually on tape. Okay. You need to go back and edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> edit mark. Let's there. take two. Um, all right. Uh, next, Gronk has retired. Thank this you. is not a huge news item to me, just because this is what I expected to happen. We've it's probably the smartest thing Gronk's ever done. It is 100 the only the smart thing he's ever exactly. done. Exactly. I would agree. I'm so happy that he's also, gone. Also, I know we always say this, but this is the first brick off the Patriots' wall of, like, dynasty. I agree. This is the first one. He I, was one I just of, can't buy it anymore. I want to buy it, but I can't. I may or may not have said that 800 we times. We have. <laughs> but I'm still saying And Tom Brady's officially too old. One of these times, I'm going to be right. ESPN ran a thing on first take, and it was like, is this the beginning of the end? And I'm just yes. like, I can't believe it. Like, I want to believe it, but I can't. So, I'm just happy that he's going. He's been getting on my nerves for like three or four years now. He torched the Steelers secondary for a long time, so I'm happy he's gone. All right, I'm setting the over-under for Gronk's first action movie alongside The Rock. No, we need to do WWE first. 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, over-under. <laughs> I think he probably starts at Sharknado first. You think? Yeah, he needs to warm himself up. I think The Rock immediately puts him in the next Jumanji 3. <laughs> <laughs> I think he goes to WWE. You think? Yes. Yeah, he probably will. Also, his family should definitely get a reality show. I think that think would that'd be, be cool. very interesting. They should just like or like a com- travel show in that bus they have. Yeah, with that like the, party the bus. Yeah, just do a crossover season with the Wahlbergs. Yeah, that would be hype. The Walkowskis. <laughs> it already works. I love it. Book, I actually hate book it. Book it. It's already Tyler and Adam's favorite show <laughs> ever. All right, Landon Collins has decided to wear number twenty. I didn't. I kept out of this business for the most part, but I'm happy he's not wearing twenty one. I don't think twenty one was ever really an option. I think that people flirted with it. I think he wanted to wear. Oh, 21. he definitely did. I think everybody wants to wear twenty one. I think to that, an extent. I think it was like kind of weird how much he wanted to wear it, and like how everybody was saying like don't yeah. and like. I understand you want to like be your own person, do your own thing, and not like have everybody influence your decision. 
But like, obviously, I think it came down to Clinton Portis was very adamant that he Fuck should not man, wear it. And like, I think Clinton Portis would have like punched him in the face. That's all. That, I think that's like, all the validation that Bruce and Dan needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Like his best friend was like, no. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, and Clinton Portis is somebody who's like been a big part of this organization. Yeah. Like after leaving the team, like I mean, he's been as much a part after leaving the team as he was when he was yeah. with the Redskins. Him and uh, Chris Cooley mm-hmm. are like the two that are stuck around. Yeah, so I'm I'm really glad he made that decision. I would have liked to have seen him wear 36. I think that would have been really cool. I think that's the correct way to play homage to him because that was like Sean Taylor wasn't even at his best when he yeah. was 36. So it's kind of like you'd be like he was trying to be Sean Taylor then, and you can try to work yeah. to be towards Sean Taylor, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad he made, made the right decision. Yeah, when overall. I woke up and saw that, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. And really funny that Case Keenum's wearing number eight. Yeah. Really funny. Hopefully it's better than Mark did. <laughs> and hopefully better than Kirk. Kirk. It won't be better than Kirk. It, it will be. be. No. If it is better than Kirk, it's it potential. Won't be better than There's Kirk. potential. It could be. It There's potential. Case Keenum had I'm a bet. You guys a heat Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting a heat check. Case Keenum's <laughs> season with the Vikings is better than any season Kirk Cousins had with the Redskins. That was. An abomination. Case Keenum has never ever been that quarterback. And besides that, that one, one year, time. Yeah. That you, one time. You think this though. is our? You think this is our long term plan? No. We're gonna go. We're gonna trade. We're gonna trade for. Don't the feed the pick. people false hope. I'm, tell, on I'm this telling podcast. you what's gonna happen. They're gonna Jay and John are gonna trade. We're gonna get the fourth pick and we're gonna take <laughs> Derek Carr. I Kyler hope not. Murray. No, I meant the quarterback, rookie quarterback. We're gonna take Kyler Murray. No, we're taking uh, Haskins. <laughs> At four, I like Haskins. that. That that would that's if I had to pick on something right now, that's what I would say. I'm down. Jay and John swaparoo, swap and spit. Sw- no, no. <laughs> no, yes, gross and other fluids. <laughs> All right, uh, more DC news. Actually, the next two are also DC news. Uh, something happened to Kuznetsov. That's all I wrote down. Nice. Yeah, Take Don it from there. Cherry called Kuzi a jerk. He was talking about when the Caps were taking on the Hurricanes, he said a jerk versus a team of jerks or something yeah. like that. And uh, Kuzi got pretty mad. Kuzi was, his, because it was yeah. something to do with his family. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he, his kids or stuff. He, he does the dance for his daughter, I yeah. think. She thinks it's like funny or something. So uh, he does that for her, and uh, he got really mad, and he basically told Don and Cherry to shut up. Yeah, and he, like, he doesn't know anything buddy, about yeah. hockey. He was and, pissed. Uh, to go look at his coaching record whenever he coached in the <laughs> CHL to prove that he knows nothing about hockey. So Kuzi handled it very well, really calm and collected, really proud of him yeah, for taking it. the high road there. <laughs> and last in the D.C. news circuit, we have Bryce Harper being labeled the most overrated player in the league per the MLB players poll. Great job, MLB Good players. Good job, players. Can't disagree with the guys who play no, the game, you know. They, they play alongside the fuck. And, John, who was the most underrated player in that poll? Your draft pick, Tony Two Bags, wow. Anthony Rendon. Josh, great pick. How did you know that Anthony yeah, Rendon did, was so underrated? I just have intuition with these things. Also, wow. we need to, real quick, uh, Green Turtle turn into a sports uh Yeah. 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 Fuck that place. I went in there for the Drake concert that happened to me, and then I went there another time, and I tried to get a beer, and they wouldn't let me have the beer. They didn't give us beer at the Green Turtle Drake concert? It was like afterwards. We tried to go in there, and I wanted a beer because I was starting to get a headache. Oh. (laughs) And 
It has to be vertical. They're part of the DMV conspiracy. Everybody where you have to gonna... pay more money. No, that's the only place that's ever done that to me. A lot in of places in DC do yeah, it. It's a lot the of only places. place. So I, I literally got mine changed to go to Nashville. Lick, suck, grope my giny. <laughs> all of it. When we went for the Caps playoff it's game, a hairy giny. Uh, when they when they clinched when the Caps clinched the cup. Oh yeah, they won. I, yeah, I, uh, that's crazy. Luckily, my ID was that way because nobody was getting served around me. Yeah, fuck the green turtle. Well, it's not the Green Turtle anymore. Good. Now it's a sports book. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, Cardi B is <laughs> ratchet. Take it away, John. So, if you don't know, Cardi B had openly admitted to drugging and stealing all these men's personal belongings, money, all of that. She openly said that she took them back to hotel rooms and spiked their drinks until they passed out and then robbed them. Um... Can we get an R. Kelly riot for her? I know Rick Ross lost an endorsement for openly saying it in a song. He said he put Molly all in her champagne. I think, I think it's going to be a <laughs> little delayed <laughs> because of, like, you know, reversal of genders yeah. and whatnot. Well, it's gender equality, things. you know. I think it will happen eventually, though. And it should, because Cardi, it's not you yet, are officially it will, a scum. It will pick bag. up steam. Us kings need to stand up for each other. I don't want to be drugged and robbed. Exactly. Can you imagine you being promised I've... sex with Cardi B and then waking up and you're poor <laughs> without and sex? <laughs> I'd be pretty upset. I've been drugged and robbed you so many times. Yeah, but you do have sex with me. That's true. End the frog. <laughs> That's an admission. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm back on the clock. We're going to end the podcast right after I do this. I am in the seventh round. Do I take Vlad Jr.? Yes. I don't hate it. <laughs> That's a great I'm going to make a fucking splash. Well, I yes. love it. Bam. That's a great way to end the show. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us on this podcast. We'll be back next week with the Final Four. And the Stanley Cup playoff preview will be soon as well. Bye.